Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. If you have your Bible, let's turn quickly to Luke 18, verse 1 to 8. Uh, we're not pretty strong, I promise. I'll finish by in 20, 23 minutes. I'll be out before 12. Amen. Um, then Jesus told his disciple a parable to show them that they should always pray. Jesus is telling the disciple, Jesus. You see, you read this passage so fast, you don't pay attention. This is what it says. This is what it says. Is that Jesus, Jesus, the Son of the Living God, Jesus told his disciple a parable to show them they should always pray. That's the first. He says, not to give up. Let me start again. Then Jesus told his disciple a parable to show them that they should what? Pray. And then this is the next part. This is where we give up. And what? Okay. Was he talking to some random people or was he talking with disciples? He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God. And he's giving a parable. He's, the judge is not God. It's a parable. He says, in a certain town, there was a judge who was neither feared God, nor cared what people thought. The guy was, he was mean. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming. This is the, this is the principle of not giving up. What, what does it say here? kept coming that's when she show up Monday she show up Tuesday she show up Wednesday she show up Thursday she show up Friday she show up Saturday on Sunday she checked to see if the place is open she double check try to check if the doors open and then Monday morning she gets back again and probably blowing up her, his telephone too and, and, you know, and some people, they reach out to you on social media, send a messenger, a DM, WhatsApp, you know, when they can get in touch with you. For some time, he refused because she was no value. She was a widow, right? A widow don't have money in those culture. A widow, most of the widow were because the, the income, everything they had was based on the husband. And if they don't have a husband, their son, their kids will take care of them. And the Bible is a perfect example. That lady doesn't have, they have nothing. She was a widow. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't feel God or care about what people think, yet because, yet because, this widow keeps doing what? 
I got my daughter here. She'll send me 15 texts about something on Amazon. Can you get this? Can you get this? Can you get this? I said, stop. Stop texting. <laughs> and, and, and even if I don't want to buy it, I end up buying it because she keeps texting me about, she texted me last week about um, Amazon special day, how they call it. There's a necklace, daddy. There's a necklace. Can I get that necklace? It's prime. I said, how do you know it's prime Friday? How do you know that? They know all the schedule of Amazon. <laughs> and, and she texts me two, three times, and I finally bought the stuff. <laughs> oh, and yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she, won't, that, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. That lady was fearless. She's a mama bear, they call them. And the Lord said, listen to what the angel just says. Listen. He said, pay attention. Pay attention. And, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen one? Because he's, you know, he's not even comparing. This guy's a mean evil. But God says, will, will not God bring about justice for the chosen one who cry out to him? What? You see, the, you see the, for, 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 for my skeptic, people say, you pray too much. It's religious. It's your business. Let me do my business. You know, stay in your lane. Let me stay in my lane. And after 10 years, let's look. Okay? Uh, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I'm going to stop. I'm just getting started. Who cry out to him day and night? Day and night. Will he keep putting, will he keep putting him off? I'll tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, this is what this is where I'm gonna stop. Will he find faith on the earth? Let's put the next one. Verse 8. I got verse 8. Oh, that's it. Okay. This 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 text today shows us that prayer is an act of faith. At the last verse, Jesus said, Will I find faith on earth? But at the beginning of this sentence, he was talking about prayer. At the beginning of the sentence, he was talking about you should pray. But at the end of the sentence, he tagged the word faith. At the beginning of the sentence, he put, he put prayer. At the bottom, he put faith. On top, it's prayer. At the end of the story, prayer turns to faith what does that tell us that tell us that prayer is a night of faith if the reason you don't pray because you don't believe the reason you don't have a prayer life is because you believe you don't believe that God will answer your prayer when you pray it's because not because you don't have faith because that's what the enemy wants you to think. Oh, they pray a lot. They probably don't have faith. No, 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 no. We pray a lot because we have faith. That lady will not go to him, go to that judge, if she did not believe the judge had the capacity, or the power, or the, the, the mean to give to her what she was asking. If she did not believe that the judge could give justice, she will not waste her time. 
but she knows her mind there's nobody else in this town there's nobody else in that zip code there's nobody else in that situation there's nobody else in that problem that can give her justice she knows one person in that town that can give her justice and that person was a judge so she decided since nobody has the answer to my problem since nobody can fix my problem since nobody else can give me justice there's only one person who has the ability to fix that situation i don't have no plan b i have only one because some of you the reason you don't pray because you think you have all the plans you think if god doesn't answer this i can do this that's why you don't even waste your time you have plan b plan c plan d and that's why you stop asking God. And most of the time, the plan B and the plan C and the plan D, the plan F, whatever that plan is, is worse. It's not the best that God has for you. She believed the judge had the power to intervene and fix the problem, that the judge has the mean and the, and the resources to change the situation. Not only that, kept coming, she 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 kept coming, because she knows that the judge has the answer. And not only that, that, that verse shows that she, uh, she, she realized that she has to depend on that judge so what does prayer does prayer shows us that we rely or dependence it's on God when you pray you spend time you spend time in prayer you pray again you pray again you pray again things doesn't work you keep praying we know what is telling God God is looking God said oh they depend on me to fix this thing that judge answer her prayer because the judge realized oh that lady is depend on me that must be really important for her she depend on me to give that answer and here's the next thing and Jesus said will I come back when I come back in that last verse this is what he says when I come back will I find faith and I was thinking about that the absence of prayer in your life indicate a lack of faith when you don't pray it shows that you don't believe when you give up on your prayer life it implies that you don't believe god will answer and jesus says and this is the point i'm trying to make tonight jesus said will i find faith when i come back will i find faith when i come back Will there be faith on this earth when I come back? And we know prayer is connected with faith. So Jesus is saying, in the slices when I come back, will I find prayer? Will people believe that I'm able to answer their prayers? Will prayer become a non-existing thing in these last days because they, they stop praying, they stop believing? Because they don't believe anymore, they stop praying. And I truly believe what we see in this in the modern day church, people don't pray like they used to. They stop the prayer meeting is because there's no faith. 
they don't believe in this book they are reading they don't believe that God can still heal the sick they don't believe that God can change somebody's life on an instant they don't believe that God is in the business of restoring people's life who was broken they don't believe that's why they don't pray that's why they give you five step psychology do this do this do this and then there's no power you still you still bound with drug you still bound with that addiction and there's no power to change your life and the reason because there's no faith and there's, when there's no faith there's no prayer Amen. are you in this this morning yes. second thing quickly I told you I'm finished at, at 12 o'clock he says not only that prayer 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 is an act of faith but there's a principle called proximity proximity means when you spend time with somebody uh, uh, you get to become like them when you hang out with somebody sooner or later you start acting up like them whether you like it or not the way they talk the way they move their, their hands and sooner or later i talk elizabeth and riley they, they have stuff they do the same way they look at you you can see they can't have their emotions <laughs> I, I love them if they, don't, if they don't like it they don't like it <laughs> they straight up for it <laughs> amen uh, uh, because they spend so much time together but it's the same principle with prayer when you spend time with God you spend the proximity you spend time in his presence you pray because prayer is proximity you enter his presence you're communicating he's talking to you you're praying you're spending time you're spending time you're spending time sooner or later when you're close to someone something stops rub off on you spending time with God whether you like it or not The more you talk to somebody, the closer you get to them. The more you become like them. The Bible says in Daniel, Daniel 6, we don't have time to go through the whole passage, but the Bible says, I put this verse, this is Daniel, and I want to show it for those of you who always have the mindset, I'm so busy, I'm so uh, high and mighty that I'm so busy, man. I got business to do, man. People calling me, you know, I'm high level. You know, you, you think they're running a 514 company because they're so busy. This is what the Bible says. Daniel was a high-level official, right? And I'm, I'm giving you the background, and you're going to see the result of him spending time with God, what's happening in his life. I'm going to give you the byproduct of him spending time with God. Daniel always what? Pray what? Daniel always pray what? Three times every day he bowed down on his knees to pray and praise God. You know, Daniel was high level, White House level kind of access to the, what do they call that place at? Um, even though Daniel heard about the new law, they said people stopped praying, he still went to his house, listen to this. They have new law, hindrances, things are happening. The government shut down and said, you can't pray. And, they, and, they, and Daniel said, he still went to his house to pray. He went to the upper room, found a prayer closet, found a room, found a place to pray where there's, where there's no distraction, where there's no noise. Kids are running around, things are running. You're trying to pray in front of TV and you're watching Netflix. You're not praying. He still went to his house to pray. He went up to the upper room on his house and opened the windows that face toward Jerusalem. Then Daniel bowed down his knees and pray what? Okay, 
So Daniel is spending time with God. He has proximity with God. He's spending time with God. And guess what happened in Daniel's life? Because he spent time with God, history said, Daniel, not only that, when you read his life, Daniel saw many things. God opened his eyes to see God because he spent so much time in prayer. Daniel 7 said he saw the Ancient of Days. Not only he sent the Ancient of Days, God gave him the greatest revelation about the end times. Not only that, while he's praying because he's spending time. Because let me tell you something. The moment you pray, two things happening. Heaven's paying notice, hell's paying notice. The moment you start having a prayer life, two things happen. Heaven activates. And every demon in hell activates. The Bible said while he's praying, heaven said, okay, he's praying. I'm going to release blessing. I'm going to release something. Oh, the devil said, oh, really? You think that's what's going to happen? Okay, let's send our demons too to stop his blessing. Oh, really? Heaven said, I'm going to show him the greatest revelation. Oh, the devil said, let's shut down prayer. Do you see the battle? Do you see the battle? He's praying. On that side, things are happening. God is giving the grace revelation. And then God sent a blessing in heaven, sent a grace revelation about the end times. And the devil, the Bible says, Prince of Persia, stop the prayer. That's the first attack. Not only that's the first attack, the Bible keep giving because he's spending time in prayer. God is giving his download revelation to Daniel next thing you know they say oh, this thing the devil said oh, no let's get in the head of the king let's stop this prayer thing because because he's he's pushing things too fast because the bible said because daniel was praying and god released him out of captivity so he prayed the demon the king activist said stop it because he spent so much time with god he started having revelation about the future about his life, about things that, has, that was going to come to pass. Because he spent two, because if you're in the room with me and I'm talking about church thing, even though you are not part of the financial team, guess what? You will hear what I'm talking about. That's called the law of proximity. When you're in the prayer room, you're praying, you're spending time with God, you may not be a prophet, but because you're in the vicinity of the glory, you can hear things that's happening. Oh, you can this this morning. Third law of proximity. Remember, the Bible says, you know, the Daniel's fast, 21 days fast. He said, Abednego, Sadrach, Abednego, what's the name? Meshach, Sadrach, Meshach. And they were fasting and praying. And we know the story. Those guys, they had a prayer life. You can see it. They had a fasting life. And then the moment is, they told them in the fire, because remember, when you spend time with somebody, when you have the law of proximity, you walk with somebody, you always with them, they always with you. But if you don't spend time with them, they're not gonna be with you. So the problem, the king thought he was gonna send three guys. But those guys been spending time with God, they are the law of proximity. God's been around them because they've been around. They may be on this earth, but in the spiritual realm, they're always in the glory. They always have a prayer life. Men may see you, just you, 
But if they can see in the spiritual realm, they could see angels all around you because you're in the prayer mode. So the devil thought he was going to kill those guys, but he did not see on the other side of the world that God was with them. So he threw them in the fire. But because of the law of proximity, again, this is funny, because they were around God, when they put them in the fire, God was with them. Him. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning, I'm not telling you that there's not going to be fire. I'm not telling you there's not going to be furnace. I'm not telling you there's not going to be, you're, not, you're going to have problem. That's the reality of life. But if you are a praying person, you stay connected with God. When you go to the fire, he's going to go with you. When you go to hell and high water, he's going to walk with you. When Life doesn't make no sense. He's going to walk with you. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. He received major revelation because he was in the law of proximity. Moses, remember Moses? The Bible says Moses spent 40 days in the mountain praying. He spent 40 days fasting in the mountain praying. And Moses came down because of the proximity. You know, God, remember he robs because when you're on the glory, oh, hallelujah, I feel this in my spirit. Oh, I feel this in my spirit. When you're in the glory, you know, he's in the glory. He's seeing, he's, he's praying, you know, he's fasting, he's reading the word, he's staying the word, he's seeking God. He has a devotion, everything's shutting down. And the Bible says when he comes down, you know, you know he gets out of the closet. And be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, pulls like a wing lion looking for someone to devour. When you don't pray, those three things I wrote down. Let's put those three, I thought I put those things out. He said, when you don't pray, neglecting your prayer life, choosing not to pray, is walking to your desolate wilderness. Okay, let's go back. All right. Uh, neglecting your prayer life is walking through a desert wilderness without a compass, knowing no know where you're going. When you're spending your life, you're not praying. You're just wandering into the desert because you're not praying. You don't have no. You're not rubbing with the glory, and you, you make an easy target for the enemy to attack you. Let's put the other one. I put. I put several. Several. You can understand. Put the next one, so you can understand. Skipping prayer is like you're venturing in the dark. You know, sometimes I almost bust my knees a couple weeks ago. I didn't turn the light when I got out the, the bathroom. I hit myself. Because usually I turn the light so I can see. Even though I live in the house for so long, but I still hit myself because there's no light. And that's the same thing 
when you don't have a prayer life is you taking steps into the darkness without a light when you're not praying you're not seeking God it's like you're stepping out into the into the darkness without no light without no direction and the devil oh he loves the darkness he loves the darkness that's what he's waiting for you for you not to pray so he can trap you so he can because he's a hunter I had a dream couple when I was 17 Lord showed me a dream he showed me a guy sitting in the in the office and beyond the office he had trophies trophies it was human trophies of famous Christians of famous pastors people that people know and he had a big he had big trophies and I could see those those, 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 those trophies I could see I said I know that guy I know that, pe- that person and then Lord and immediately God said this is what the devil wants to do with Christians who doesn't have prayer life he wants to use as, as a trophy he wants to put you in a shell say I got him I got her he wasn't praying I got that pastor he wasn't praying he never prayed life I got that husband he neglected his prayer life look how I got him in that situation I, I, got, I got him look at this 1987 I got I got this pastor right here I got this one yeah he didn't pray yeah I found him they found him in a hotel with with a pack I was telling father they found a pastor with a with, with a with a bag of marijuana with cocaine in his pocket he died overdose and when they asked Simon what happened, they said he stopped, he stopped having devotion. He stopped praying. And the name he put that trophy on his shelf and said, this is, I got this one because this one was not praying. And a lot of you, name is using you. is going to put you in a trophy. If you don't have a prayer life, you're going to look back. Then he's going to attack you, destroy you, and put you as a trophy. Say, look at this. Look at this lady. She used to go to church. She used to pray. She used to have a prayer life. Look how she wrecked her family. Look what she has done. She got fall, she fell into addiction. Look what happened. She lost everything because she didn't have a prayer life. Look at this man. Look at him. Look at him. He went back to all the stuff he used to do. He went back to live life like he used to. And then he used it as a trophy. Do you think it's by accident? And the Lord's Prayer, God said to say this. He said, prayer protect us from, from evil prayer protects us from harm Jesus said he said and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil one basically Jesus is telling us that prayer is a form of protection from evil not only is a protection from evil but it's a deliverance from evil too it's two ways when you pray you protect you're protecting yourself from the attack of the enemy not only you when you pray you protect yourself from the attack of the enemy but it, 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 it sets you free from the, from the captivity of the enemy. Prayer does two things. It protects you. Say, Satan, you don't have no place in my life. But if you're in bondage too, because some of you, that's how the enemy got you right there. He got you. But if you pray, that's what deliverance is. If you pray, you spend time with God. The enemy cannot hold you by that addiction. That sin that's holding you down, Satan says, I got them with that addiction. I got them. I got them. The moment you stop praying, the enemy can't hold you. The moment you stop praying, deliverance will happen. The moment you stop praying, some of you are in bondage this morning with sin, life. The enemy has, has got you by his grip. 
He's destroying your life by anxiety, by depression, by fear, by, 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 by that thing. You can't, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't pass it. You feel like, I'm struggling, Pastor. I'm trying to live right. I, I have the desire, but I can't overcome that, that, that thing that's killing me. But I'm telling you this morning, are you praying? Are you praying? Let me say this. You should bind the devil or the devil will bind you. Let me say this again. You should bind the devil or the devil will bind you. He'll put you. I'm, t- I'm telling you a true story. If you don't pray, the enemy will find stuff to keep you in bondage. He will bring attack. He'll bring addiction. He'll bring things in your life to keep you in bondage. He'll set you up to destroy you. If you don't take authority against the enemy, he'll take authority against you. Pray because he gives four minutes. Prayer gives you new dimensions. Let's put those things. Prayer take you to another level. Let's put those things. Oh, oh. Prayer puts you in another dimension. He says, he says, watch this. Hannah pray. He, she pray because when you pray, you receive other things. Hannah pray. She received a child. She was barren. She could not have kids. She prayed. She received that. Jabez was poor. He was living a life of, of, of distress. He prayed. God grant his request. You see this? Let's go back. Let's go back again because let's, let's go back to the first one. Aina. Let's go back to the first one. She needed a kid. She could not give birth. She was barren. She prayed. And then she gave birth. She gave birth to a child. She gave birth to a promise. Prayer took her to another level, to another dimension. Now she can walk like other Oh, you big belly, you know. You know, when they get pregnant, they show it off. Every woman trying to touch you, you know, all the, how many months you do? At first, before prayer, she could not stand. She had to walk away because she was barren. These I know how it feel not to have kids. She was barren. But prayer put her on another level, another dimension. Let's put the next one. Jesus, pray, God, he had issues. His name in pain, suffering. He prayed, and then next thing you know, the Bible said God granted his request. Prayer put him to another. Let's go to the next one. Solomon was dumb. I'm not saying that. Solomon was not that smart. Especially rich kids. I'm no, no, no shame, but they got everything they want. They got everything they need. You know, they, parents give it to them, silver spoon, gold spoon, silver spoon, he got everything. But he didn't know, he didn't know how to lead. He prayed, and God gave him wisdom. Let's go to the next one. Ezekiah, about to die. The clock is ticking. Doctor said, you're done. You don't even have five days left. Death is taking over your life. This is it. This is it. The Bible said, he prayed, death stop. They said, I can't take you no more. Because he turned around and made a prayer on the wall, he prayed. And death was coming, the Grim Reaper was coming to get him. And when Grim Reaper showed up at the door, he said, I can't come in because he prayed. I wonder how many death we could have stopped. How many destruction we could have stopped. 
how many things, how many pain, how many disasters we could have stopped if we. I wonder what's happening in America. The disaster we're seeing, the, the rapid spiral we're seeing in this country. I wonder if the church pray. Not, not the national day of prayer, because to me that's a blasphemy. Let me say this, and I back it up. Because they have every other religion coming and pray. And none of them say the name of Jesus because they want to be on TV. It's a blasphemy. And then on top of it, you don't pray the whole year. And then you come and, you come and make a scene. Don't invite them. I'm not going to stuff. You don't even, they don't even have prayer meeting at the church. Or national day. You think one 15 minutes going to turn this evil over this country? Oh, okay, okay, let me stop. I'm going to politics. Oh, there we go. The devil's a liar. Paul and Silas, they were in prison. They prayed. They were in chains. They were in chain and bondage. They prayed. And God set them free. And God set them free. Let's put this. Paul and Silas, they were in chain. They were in prison. They were in prison. They were in chain. And God set them free. What I'm trying to tell you, you can stand up on your feet this morning. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, 1201, I told you. What I'm trying to tell you this morning, you can't live a Christian life without prayer. But that's not the point I'm trying to make today. You see, before in the Old Testament, In the Old Testament, you can search every scripture from Genesis to Matthew. From Genesis to Matthew, every prayer that's been recorded in the Bible from this time since the beginning until, until Jesus every prayer that was made there was one thing they used to talk to God they call him God Jehovah Rapha Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Shalom they call him every name all those people they would call they prayed they did pray but until Jesus came that day and the disciples said teach us how to pray remember at the garden the garden of Eden relationship was messed up between God and man God created Adam his first son and God was his father God called him and, and you can see it the first word out of every baby's mouth the first word that they say before they call mommy before they say anything else they call father you don't have to teach them how to say it. It's an ache in the heart of the human being. The first word out of their mouth in any culture, in any race, the first word out of the baby's mouth is dada. Before they say mom, and sometimes moms get mad, say, why do you say this? But it's an ache in the heart of men to look 
for the Father. Because it's in heart, I'm pretty sure the first word out of Adam's mouth that day when God created him, and the first word out of his mouth, and I know why, because that was not part of my sermon, but God wanted me to say this tonight. Because some of you are hurting because you have a bad view of God. The first word out of, out of Adam, possibly he was father. And the whole scripture before Jesus came, they call him God. But when Jesus showed up, when Jesus showed up, and they asked him, how do we pray? Because remember that relationship was severe. There were no relationship between God the Father and the Son. With God the Father and, and Adam, they lost. That relationship was severe. They, it, it got messed up. It got destroyed. And, and, and since then, man's been looking for the Father. Since then, man's been looking to God to, to have a relationship with him. But it was not possible. And Jesus answered a question that a lot of you are looking for this morning. Some of you are looking for a father. Some of you are looking for a dad. And Jesus answered that question. For years, for a thousand years, men can ever call him God, Father. And Jesus said, because of me, no longer you don't have to give God a title. But because of what I'm going to do at the cross, because the price I'm going to pay, God is not something that's far away that you can't call him Father. And some of you this morning, God, you have every title for God. You call him everything else, but except Father, because you don't have that relationship with him. But I wanna tell you this morning, because of what Christ has done at Calvary, you can call him Father.